Northern Ag Network On Demand. We've enjoyed being able to provide these programs on more platforms and appreciate you taking the time to listen. This report is brought to you by Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, who would like to remind hunters that respecting private landowners and the access they provide is more important than ever. Positive relationships between hunters and landowners impacts all recreationists. It's up to us. Respect access, protect the hunt. Now time for the report. Good morning, Coulter Brown here on the Northern Ag Network with our morning market report. The Department of the Interior has announced new steps to restore wild populations of bison on prairie grassland ecosystems. The order from Secretary Deb Holland will use $25 million from the Inflation Reduction Act to restore bison, and it says it'll strengthen rural economies dependent on grassland health and provide for the return of bison to tribally owned and ancestral lands. The order itself is pretty expansive and raises caution about what it means for producers who graze livestock on public lands, and in particular if the Interior Department will attempt to introduce bison on the CMR Wildlife Refuge. A resolution from the Montana Senate opposing such a move was transmitted to the House last week. Well, today in Valley City at the North Dakota Winter Fair, former North Dakota Beef Commission Director Nancy Jo Bateman and rancher Jerry Doan will be inducted into the North Dakota Agricultural Hall of Fame. Jerry told us it's quite the honor, especially to be inducted with Nancy Jo. I was extremely humbled. It's really an honor, and Nancy Joe's being honored with me, and I was chairman of the Beef Commission. We were great friends. I'm proud to turn then that legacy that I built to my family and the next generation. Stay with us. We'll head out west to check in with Andy Schwab after this. I'm Angela Cadell, Group Vice President of Agricultural Products for BNSF Railway. At BNSF, we recognize producers for their hard work and commitment to provide our nation's and the world's food supply. Farming is in our DNA, and we honor you with our long-term commitment of delivering your high-quality products to market safely and consistently, no matter the season. You can count on us. This is BNSF. Farmers, ranchers, and private landowners, do you have a farming or grazing lease permit or allotment that contains inaccessible public lands? Through unlocking public lands and public access land agreements, Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks works with landowners to incentivize them to provide public access to inaccessible public lands in exchange for an annual payment and other improvements. Agreements can be tailored to fit the needs of landowners, including when, where, and how public access is granted. fwp.mt.gov landowner. Well, Andy, the eye candy Schwab is in Portland this week on the Montana Wheat and Barley Committee's Follow the Grain Tour. Much of the tour is hosted by the Wheat Marketing Center, where they perform research, product development, and work with millers, food manufacturers, and other end users. Andy spoke with Dr. Jane Bach, technical director at the Wheat Marketing Center, and she told him wheat prices, the strong dollar, and the war in Ukraine means U.S. wheat really has to demonstrate its value on the world market. There are a lot more questions about the value proposition. Obviously, wheat prices have gone up because of this conflict. And as a result, we have customers coming in, making sure they understand what's the quality that they get, how is it going to perform in their end product so they can get the most out of it on their end. 
What would you say is the final drive home message for those producers getting ready to hit the fields and, and get ready for 2023? So everything that you do in the field has an impact on the quality of the wheat that you're producing. And that quality is king in the market, both domestically and internationally. And so just keep that in mind when you're making your decisions, because all the end users really appreciate the thought that you put in to the things that you're doing. Now, we'll have some updates on the policy side of the wheat business from Brett McRae at noon, who's attending the National Association of Wheat Growers meeting. Howling winds and winter storms can damage power lines, meaning utility crews may be out working along Montana's roadways to restore power. Your Montana Electric Cooperatives would like to remind you as long as it's safe to please move over when passing a crew working along the road. You'll help protect the lives of crew members and ensure they get to go home to their family each day after working hard for our members. Your Montana Electric Cooperatives, they do a lot more than just keep the lights on for you. The cattle futures did slow down on Tuesday after racing higher to open the week, but feeder cattle still notched new contract highs yesterday. The April contract gaining just seven cents to 198.67, made quite a bit stronger though, up 95 at 204.20. Live cattle did work a little bit lower. April down 12 cents at 165.97, June at 160.55, down 45 cents. The cash cattle trade is expected to be stronger again this week. We were up a dollar on the average for the live sales last week at 165, dressed three and a half better at 264.50. Strong demand on the bread cattle at Miles City Livestock. Bred heifers from 18 and a quarter to 23 and a quarter. Young bred cows mostly 2,200 to 23 and a quarter. The mid-aged cows 1875 to $2,000 and short-term cows from 1685 to 1785. At the Apex Angus sale in Valir yesterday, 107 yearling bulls averaged 59.29, up 15% on the average from the previous year, and 160 commercial open heifers averaged 15.83. Hopefully today we'll see more of a recovery in wheat futures with the World Supply and Demand Report, but I'm not holding my breath as pre-report expectations seem to expect a slight increase in ending stocks of wheat and corn. Russia's total domination of the world export market is pressuring U.S. wheat values, and there seems to be a sense that the Black Sea Grain Initiative has a very good shot of being renewed at the deadline, which is March 18th. Yesterday, we did see just a slight movement higher in the winter wheat. The May KC contract up a penny and a half at $7.99, July also a cent and a half better at $7.93. May soft wheat in Chicago up two and three quarters at 6.98, July three cents higher at 7.06. In the spring wheat, though, we continue to move lower past 13 month lows with the May contract down a dime yesterday at 8.52, July at 8.50 down nine cents. May corn on Tuesday fell two and three quarters to 6.34, and soybeans for May down 13 and a half at 15.15. That's going to do it for this morning's market report. From the Northern Ag Network, I'm Coulter Brown.